0: Everyone has that one goal, that thing they want to prove, not to other people, but to themselves. Then right when you think you could actually do it, cancer. And that goal is still within reach. I would know. I'm about to run my first ever marathon with my two best friends, three years after having cancer. At least we look good in these shorts. Woo! Let's get it, guys. You, keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com keepmakingplans keep making plans to learn more
1: the playoffs have arrived your Phoenix Suns open up their playoff run their quest for the Larry O'Brien trophy against the New Orleans Pelicans and in a game that definitely had its swings the Phoenix Suns pull it off Matthew
0: playoff basketball man it just hits different doesn't it? it does it was rough and tough out there today it was fun to watch um We've been waiting for this for a long time, and it's here, and Suns showed up. They definitely showed up. Hell yeah. It's hard
1: fought, man. Their defense showed up. I mean, it was great to see knowing that this team had quite some time off since their last game, uh, a week since they played the Sacramento Kings. You know, there's always that question of rust versus rest, and I think that the Phoenix Suns showed in the first half that there was no rust, that this is the best team in the NBA, and they are willing to step up to the task and lock down the Pelicans, a team that played twice this past week. Uh, obviously, the back end of the game wasn't as crisp, wasn't as clean as the uh, the Phoenix Suns probably hoped, but ultimately they got the win. And Matthew, that's all that matters, man.
0: That's all that matters. And honestly, the Pelicans are in a situation where they probably didn't think they would be in um, just because they played so well in the play and to get to the spot. And now they have to play the Suns, the best team in the league. It's a lot. It's draining. You can tell that that team has drained. Valanchunas' head is basically beaten in after grabbing twenty-one boards tonight. Jesus, <laughs> so, that guy! A lot going on down under the basket. We'll probably
1: talk about that. I'll, t- I'll <laughs> tell you who's whose face is nearly beaten in was D. A. At the end, man. I thought he was concussed yep. for the last like two minutes <laughs> of the true. game, man.
0: Did you? Did he know where he was? I feel I have like no he was walking idea. around like, what's going on? That was well, you saw
1: him like after he took the shot to the chin. He's like sitting down on the bench. He's all woozy. Then you hear the reaction of the crowd. And then all of a sudden he like gets up and he like, I think he wanted to just punch somebody. Everyone's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, DA, take a seat. Relax, relax. <laughs> Cheap shot. Cheap shot there by uh, Herb Jones. Herb Jones, if you will. So uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Jam Session podcast, the original and best post game podcast on Planet Orange. I'm John Voida. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. He's Matthew Lizzie. You can follow him on Twitter. At Matthew Lizzie. And you can follow the show, of course, at Suns Jam uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, follow at home. I don't care. You can subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Please subscribe, rate, review. And if you're watching along live, uh, please join the chat. I see a lot of the Elite Jamsters are in there and some of our regular regularly scheduled program all of our people who are always hanging out with us we appreciate you uh yes. coming down and, and hanging out with us uh, a, a victory for the phoenix suns is a great way to start off the playoffs um is chugging with the fellas this thing a, a
0: thing this year or like how, how does it that work? it has to be i you know what all game long i could not wait to chug with the fellas so it has to be something right oh Again? are you gonna be chugging with the fellas I am. I actually got a Suns Brew. Oh, dude. Four peaks. Four peaks Suns yes, Brew. I do. Are, now, are you going to crack that or are you going to chug it? I'm going to crack it and chug it. I thought that's what we do after every win, right?
1: Well, I mean, I just chug. Like, I, I chug one.
0: I have one ready okay, to Okay. Well, let me crack it and then I'll chug and it. And I with got you. one cracked to crack it. So you, you do the initial crack. Okay. And then I'll chug with you.
1: Ready? There you go perfect sounding crack if you're watching (laughs) along live make sure you're chugging with the fellas here's to the first victory in some of the worst audio in (laughs) podcast history let's chug with the fellas get it matthew get it get you mad get you oh oh that gluten baby welcome back welcome back gluten back gluten and welcome to the Sun's Jam Session Podcast. Let's drop the beat. The Phoenix Suns now carry with them a 1 0 series lead over the Pelicans after a 1 10 to 99 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans, which brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. You know, rebounding is one of the (laughs) areas of focus coming into this game against the third best offensive rebounding team in the league. You take a look at this game. The New Orleans Pelicans out-rebounded the Phoenix Suns. Uh, 55 to 35, they had 25 offensive rebounds to the sun's five. Is this worrisome to you in the series moving forward? Or is this just kind of what happens when you play the Pelicans, you beat them in other ways?
0: Yeah. You know, before the, the, the series started, I really thought, you know, rebounding would be an issue, but I was like, Suns are just so much better everywhere else. It shouldn't matter. It is quite annoying. And honestly, when you go quarter by quarter, you kind of hope that the sun's kind of like, you know, straighten it out a little bit. You know, maybe next quarter we'll do better offensively with the boards or, you know, trim those down a little bit. But it was just a continuous thing all game long. No matter how much the Suns are, how much better they are, I just still think it's an annoying thing because this could lead to like a comeback like they had where they cut it down to six points and then the Suns, Chris Paul went crazy. But there's just certain situations where you find yourself later in the game, you're just like, it's a close game. Why? Because of the offensive rebounds, because of the second chance points that they have down there. Whether or not a lot of it is pushing the backs, the ball bouncing, you know, the Pelicans way, long rebounds, stuff like that, it still needs to be something that they need to focus on. But we knew that going into here. So, we didn't expect it, but it was really, really bad tonight. And the Suns ended up winning the game, but this is something, I don't know how they fix it. I guess maybe they go to the McGee lineup. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I just, I have no idea what to do.
1: Well, I definitely think that adjustments will occur moving forward. So the discrepancy isn't as large as it is. That's a 20 rebound swing for the New Orleans Pelicans. The Phoenix Suns shot the ball a total of 78 times. The New Orleans Pelicans shot it. 95 times. That's 17 more attempts than the Suns did. Okay, and again, if you look at the total uh, second chance points in this game, uh, the the Pelicans ended with 29 second chance points to the Suns' seven. So adjustments will be made. But again, after all that said and done, after all of those statistics I just rattled off and and the, uh, the way that we watch this game and the frustration kind of sets in, where you're like, hey, why are they not getting these second chance points? Or why are they not negating the the offensive rebounding prowess of the New Orleans Pelicans? After all is said and done, the Phoenix Suns still win this game by 11, which is impressive. So this just might be the way that the Pelicans are going to present matchups to the Suns. And believe you me, Monty Williams will throw out a couple different lineups. Uh, Eddie Johnson was mentioning it in the third quarter of this game, or maybe it was the beginning of the fourth, where he was referencing the fact that you might see some JaVale with Bismack Biombo minutes when DA's not on the court. Just to throw a little something at him, just to throw a little size at him uh, during those parts of the game in which DeAndre Ayton isn't on the floor. Uh, I really think that it, it's it's frustrating, and I knew it would be frustrating. I mentioned when we did the the preview, uh, uh the, the series preview.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I mentioned the fact that this would be an annoyance that one of the reasons I liked the possibility of playing the Clippers is because I knew that we wouldn't really have any trouble on the boards with them. Cause they're worse than we are. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. I'm going to crack a beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I thought the same thing. And I was thinking too, like Larry Nance would be more of an issue to tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was looking at Larry Nance and I was thinking, I'm like, is he like a Cameron Johnson in a way where he Cameron Johnson, you know, he's kind of a pesky big guy kind of has like the same kind of physique as uh, as um Larry, Nance, Larry Nance does. But I was thinking, I'm like, can Cameron Johnson tonight help us on the boards like Larry Nance does? with the Pelicans. Um, obviously it wasn't a thing yet. One rebound. I'm like, we need some help. That's why I was like trying to like figure things out, you know, for my team as I'm watching them. I'm like, there has to be something that they can do. Someone they could throw out there to help. But even Cameron Johnson couldn't even help grab those boards. No. And that's, you
1: know, one area of opportunity. And, and part of the adjustments that need to occur is if you look at our starting four and our backup four. so Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, uh, they combined for uh, a total of how many rebounds? One. No, total, that's not right. One, two, <laughs> two, rebounds, two Two rebounds. Two rebounds yeah. between Jay Crowder and Cameron Johnson. There's your area of opportunity. That's where when Monty sits down with his coaching staff and they took, take a look at this game and they try to analyze where the areas of opportunity are, That that's what it is. Because it's, it's kind of this double-edged sword, right? If you are focusing Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder, your power forward, to crash and try to negate the offensive rebounds for the New Orleans Pelicans, they can't get out and run. And we saw that plenty in this game. Part of the game plan for the Suns was any chance they could get out and run, whether it's CP3 on the break or Devin Booker on the break, that's what they were going to do. They were going to try to get out and run and try to use those little spurts in an effort to put some points up on the Pelicans. And they did that successfully. But I really think that you you need to negate some of that rebounding. You, Jonas Valanciunas was just having his way on the interior, and I'm not gonna. I, I mean, I wrote I literally wrote a whole article about this for Bright Side of the Sun, which came out this morning. I literally it was like one in the morning two nights ago, and I'm like, I just gotta write. I gotta write this out because it's a, it's a fact. I knew this would be an annoyance. I knew it'd be frustrating, but I also knew that we would win. So everything's coming to fruition. So if this is the face of this series, if this is how this series, uh, uh the, the story of this one is written that the Pelicans just dominated us on the glass and we still beat them, then so be it. Because if you look at further potential matchups in the playoffs, no other team rebounds like this team does. Maybe Memphis a little bit with Steven Adams. But the physicality of Jonas Valanciunas is what really allowed them to be successful on the boards, but not successful on the block because he ends going 7 of 21 from the field. He had a million. He had... he. The reason there's so many offensive rebounds is because they had the little volleyball offensive rebounds where they just hit it up. They don't. Mm-hmm. No one was grabbing the board and shooting it. They was hitting it up off the Dude, backboard. Those, those and grabbing count, it. right? Those count. Yeah, Every th- one those of those count. Counts. Yeah. Yeah. After like the first two minutes, like Jonas Valanciunas had five offensive rebounds because he volleyballed it three times <laughs> off
0: the backboard. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I was even talking about Giannis earlier, how like how he can just like pretty much get away with a lot of fouls i feel like even grabbing the boards offensive uh offensive rebounds by himself like down there tip ins and stuff like that big v though i was just like i feel like he gets some kind of fair and square in a way but he does push in the back a lot he does push There's in the a back lot a lot but i don't know if that's just Aiden just being too small compared to him Aiden's a big dude but big v you're asking a lot for aiden to push him off the block and actually get your get his body into him but i didn't see da actually putting his body into him as much but it must hurt dude that is probably the biggest dude in the league i know like bobon's huge but that guy like if you had to choose one guy to not box out it would definitely be him number one because he is just he's a he's the mountain basically he is a he's the mountain he's the mountain from game
1: of thrones too he's a a (laughs) massive human being yeah he's the mountain times too you know he's just i mean he was uh uh just a a load to handle but at the same time, you know. I think that there will be. It'll be interesting to see what Monty Williams' comments are at the end of this game, because it really felt like the Pelicans were being a, a, allowed to play physical, and the Suns weren't necessarily allowed to do so. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the pod. Da gets popped right in the jaw, and you watch the play, and like Herb Jones runs towards him and then jumps in the air and like throws a, an, a shoulder. I don't know right why he was it. jumping. Why was he either. jumping
0: to go around him? I don't know. I have what no that idea. Was. And then you got Balanchunas,
1: who is throwing, you know, people. I mean, there's literally a jump ball. We're on the jump ball. He just pushes Mikhail out of the way. So there's this level of physicality that the Pelicans are permitted to play with that the Suns weren't necessarily allowed to. And had it not been for the efforts of Chris Paul, we might be we might be talking about uh, something a little bit different. it's Easter Sunday. Uh, Jesus has risen, and he is the son of Chris Paul, the point God. Uh, unbelievable performance. Yeah, but sorry, sorry, Dad, if you're listening. I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll go to confession next week. Uh, Chris Paul, 12 of 16 from the field. 12 of 16. 30 points to lead all scores. Has 10 assists. Has 7 rebounds. Oh, so close to the uh, to the triple-double. But you look at the fourth quarter alone. He scores 19 points, seven of eight from the field. Uh, There was one point where I believe he had 12 consecutive points for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he once again reminded us and and forgive me because I know that in the the series preview, I was talking about how worried I am about playing the Pelicans because the realization that the playoffs is starting and the old ways of being a Suns fan kind of all hit me all at once. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough.
0: And then you forget, like, oh, yeah, we
1: have Chris Paul.
0: He uh, absolutely is amazing. And in games like this, when the playoffs, it comes down to the best players, right? That's my thing. But offensively, when the win, the Suns offense is just broken down, there's nothing there. Um, it's two guys, either Devin Booker or Chris Paul. Tonight, mm-hmm. it was Chris Paul who had it going. Um, he hit three threes in a row. Basically from the same spot. Well, I mean, I think they were kind of staggered after he got to the rim a few times. But from the same spot, he nailed him nothing but net. Um, But that's just something that you need in the playoffs. A guy that can take over that way. We know he can take over. That was unbelievable. It was insane. It was just like, even him getting to the rim, what did he have, like three layups or something? Like, he never gets to the rim. But then he just had the mismatches. He found DA, or actually found McGee a few times. And that was awesome because everyone's trying to double team him when he Mm -hmm. steps up there from three. So then he has that. He can rely on McGee and especially eight and two tonight. But also, Paul, he earlier in the game with Alvaro Avocado or whatever his name is was on Chris Paul I was like oh he's gonna he's gonna like draw some fouls and that was instantly something he did yes, and Avocado was in the game Chris Paul made sure to draw the foul he wasn't messing around with it and it's so weird because before the series I was kind of thinking like how annoying is he gonna be on Chris Paul and I think Avocado did get hurt a little bit but then he did you know, kind of pesky. He was pesky towards Chris Paul. So Chris Paul just made sure to make his presence known and be like, you can't do that stuff to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Chris Paul really settled down to the third really good. He went two for two. He kind of got to his little spots. And then in the fourth quarter just absolutely took over. And if it wasn't for him, this would have been a closer game. Mm-hmm. But we, it's not like, It's not like you can say, like, oh, well, if you didn't have Chris Paul in this game, like, you wouldn't have won. But it's like, yeah, but we do. And he just does this all the time. So it's not something where he never does this. I think when he came back from injury this year, he struggled a little bit. But then he, (laughs) but then he just, he's someone you can rely on like this. It's nothing that's like when they're, when the Suns were up by six, I wasn't Mm -hmm. nervous at all. I wasn't, I'm like, either Booker or Chris Paul are going to step up. And that's what we have as Suns fans. No, no, I,
1: I wasn't nervous either. I was frustrated because I'm like, oh, come on. Like this game yeah. should be a celebration. The whole, the whole first half was a celebration of how great this team has been and how uh, effective and efficient they have been on both sides of the court. I mean, you know, at top five in offensive, defensive rating, best in the league in net rating, all of that is coming to fruition. And then the third quarter happens, you know, they give up 34 points in the first half. They give up 37 in the third quarter. And you're just a little ticked off that you're like, ah, oh, come on, why you guys have to be so pesky? But yeah, Avocado, <laughs> I thought it was great because, you know, you you nailed it. Yeah. Instantly, Chris Paul showed you he's a true vet because he's just, Avocado's overly pesky. He's just the pits, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> avocado <laughs> joke. Uh, and he used his aggressiveness against him so and gets the foul. And it was interesting to see the different adjustments that happened kind of in-game the the Pelicans primary uh, defender on Chris Paul is Herb Jones, right? And you got Brandon Ingram on Devin Booker. So they're clearly just trying to throw length at the guard play of the Phoenix Suns. So what does Monty do? Well, Monty starts having Jay bring up the ball and then running actions, double you know screens off of Jay Crowder that finally get uh, Chris Paul or Devin Booker the ball, but not with the same defender on them, not Herb Jones and not Brandon Ingram. And as mm-hmm. the game progresses, you know they're they're starting to get a little bit tired. You can see that Herb Jones, besides throwing cheap cheap shots into uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton, is having a hard time on those double screens. Brandon Ingram, that was his thing. They just throw double screens, back screens on him, and de- to free up Devin Booker. But it was very, you know, the way that Chris Paul navigates that offense. Uh, it, it, he's just a cold blooded killer, and he did it again yeah. tonight. Uh, he made guacamole out of avocado. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go, dude. And also, Icon de Perfume. <laughs> I always, I would probably say the wrong call every time said in the chat it's like when you help your kids with homework <laughs> and you just say fuck it I'll do it myself <laughs> do it for them uh, that's exactly what Chris Paul does uh, he had his fun early in the game letting everyone have their touches but he's just like I'm just, i am just we've got to get game one game one is the hardest one to win if you want to get a sweep if you want to win in five you know what yeah, I mean like it is the hardest one to like, win if you, you want to get a sweep like
1: you, you, you can't sweep unless you win game one it's very true Big Dick Booker. You know, once again, Devin Booker set the tone in this game. Coming out that first quarter, he had 10 points on four of nine shooting. Uh, he ended the game with 25 points on eight of 19 shooting, added eight assists as well, uh, four total turnover, or, or I'm sorry, four, four total rebounds for D Book. Uh, do you think that, you know, obviously before this, the game, they mentioned the fact that he was not a top-three MVP finalist. Do you think that's dangerous for the Pelicans and the league? Because Devin Booker's the kind of guy who'll use that as fuel.
0: I think so, but I think we all can agree now, even though... Because the Suns were winning, we had to talk about something else. And it had to be Booker winning MVP, right? I think he's okay with being number four. I'm not going to lie. I feel like he got his respect to where he entered the top five. Yes. I think that's all he needed. Which is is. huge. It's really. It's bigger than Big Dick Book's dick. (laughs) I don't know if it's that big. Okay. 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 (laughs) But I I honestly think that (laughs) Booker. He, he needs field but that wasn't one thing. I think he's okay. I think like in tonight's game when, you know, he wasn't able to really close it out, but you saw tonight early in the game where he was really helping team defense. He was really helping yes. trying to grab the team rebounds. Uh His, his, Basically, his team defense and helping like on the off ball under the paint, like it was there early because they understood like they still got out rebounded, but they understood they had to really force the issue down low defensively to make sure they can grab those boards. And that was book early. He was doing everything else. His passing was really crisp and nice tonight. Um, he didn't finish the game great. I mean, but it doesn't matter. I think he, didn't he need knows to. He now, didn't need to. Exactly. Well, he knows when Chris Paul's going off, you step away. That's a big thing for a superstar to do is when uh, Joshua Josh, 77, I can appreciate books sitting back and letting CP3 that's go huge. off. That's such that, a great statement. That's the best thing to have from your superstar, the unselfishness. It took some time in his career, but now he's that guy, and he's easy to play with.
1: And we've seen that. Like the Jazz are a great example of that, right? Donovan Mitchell – We'll sit there and just keep chucking up shot after chucking up shot, rather than try to find the guy around him who's hot or letting somebody cook. Whereas Devin mm. Booker will sit there, and you know, you look at his performance in the fourth quarter tonight. And as you mentioned, we didn't need him to go off. And in the fourth, Devin Booker was zero for one from the field. He had two points, uh, and that doesn't make any sense. It says he was zero for 1. okay, zero for one from three. I was reading it wrong. Uh, he had his two points from the free throw line, and that was it. I mean it, it wasn't anything crazy because he he knows hey this is going to be the Devin Booker game. Now remember and, and this is interesting. Remember last year game 1 of the playoffs last year against the Lakers. Totally different vibe. Right? Because the Phoenix Suns fought and scratched and clawed and they did everything they could to get that number 2 spot uh and they just they played consistent and their reward was the Lakers. And it was such a different game, obviously it was a noon start. Uh it wasn't Easter Sunday and it was Chris Paul gets hurt in that first game and Devin Booker has to lift this team until Chris Paul is healthy. And he lifted him through that Lakers series in this game. He starts off and is just like, I'm, I'm going to set the tone. And then when Chris Paul had the opportunity to cook, he cooked. And, and the balance of our backcourt is so uh, unique in the NBA that I think that uh, not a lot of people really know how to navigate it. And defensively, it's so hard to defend because if you start double-teaming teaming one guy, you saw it from Book. They threw a couple doubles at him. They tried, they tried to blitz him a couple times tonight. And he, he, it's happened to him so much in his career and so many times this season. He knows exactly to uh, uh, where to make the right pass and allow that uh, possession to be successful. And tonight, he just let CP through Cook. And I think that that was a, a really big, it's really big to see those kind of things.
0: That's team basketball right there. Yeah. And just really quick before we get to Parker Hines, uh, Booker, he he seemed like I remember last playoffs, he he was kind of dribbling too much and kind of like going past his spots. He was kind of dribbling too much into the paint. He seemed like he was doing that again in the fourth towards the end. So I hope that's not a trend. I feel mm-hmm. like he he knows where his spots are, obviously. But like tonight he kept dribbling and like I'm like, where are you going? Like it's back there, dude. Like, just do your turnaround shot. It's automatic. But he, yeah. Pass it up a few times which you know it's there's something small but
1: that's just something i noticed yeah it's little things but again those are adjustments that we'll see in the next game and and shout out to parker hines one of our elite jamsters if you want to become an elite jamster simply press the join button down below uh, he dropped 9.99 in the super chat we appreciate that he says game two adjustments will be interesting i see us going more small ball when nance enters the game i like that call uh love the pod keep it up thank you very much for that thank you parker hines uh, next up on the list, you know you got to talk about him. Playoff mode activated, in my opinion, for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, in this game, he ends with a final box score of uh, 10 of 15 from the field, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 7 of those on the defensive end, only 2 on the offensive end. Uh, a couple assists as well. What would you see from D.A. tonight?
0: Well, first of all, I did put 25 bucks down on DA to win a finals MVP because I just was like, this is (laughs) I did you win 2500 dollars And you know, everyone's saying books gonna win, right? Books gonna win the MVP. But if you remember last year, DA was the best player in those first three series before the finals. He was the guy that made sure that we won those games, and then he didn't he showed up in the finals, but he he just was outperformed by Giannis, so it's really up to him, really, to get us that ring. Um, so I made that bet. So just throw it out there. If you guys want to put ten bucks down, you can probably win a thousand dollars. So yeah, um, metal
1: Mike says in the chat, respect, Lissy.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes sense, and um, you saw it really like all game long from him the blocks. I was actually. I asked on Twitter, too, like, has anybody gotten a shot? Any of the Pels got a shot over D.A. and made it until the end of the fourth? I think someone, I think it was C.J. finally got a little floater over him. But his Mm -hmm. shot deterrence, everything was there for playoff mode. I just remember last year where no one can get a shot over him, whether it's a block, whether it's not. It's still something that just it's in the minds of these players going up against him. And they can't get those to go down. He redirects them so much to where they just clank off the rim. And that's the best part of DA. That is like the best part because the paint is such an issue for the Suns. Uh, Defensive rebounds, he just needs help. He needs help still. I mean, that's a thing. So he, Monty needs to figure that out. Other than that, though, his worth is just because the shot deterrence, the rebounding, the defense. The way he was playing even out on Brandon Ingram sometimes. Yes, like he is. I was just, thinking the same thing. He he can bring it all on the playoffs in the playoffs. And he has. I mean, he was 13 or 5 in the first half. What what he finish with 25 points tonight.
1: 21.
0: Um I was Booker, 20, 21 and 9. Yeah. So that's I mean, I don't care about the stats. Just the way he plays defensively. That's the reason like he's the MVP of this team of this team during the play. I know Chris Paul amazing, but what DA brings defensively, I'm just so glad to see it again.
1: Yeah, and again we talked all season long. This is the time in which Deandre Ayton will dictate what kind of contract he has in the off season because of his versatility. And it's so funny. You mentioned Brandon Ingram, cause it's one of the things that I had in my notes as well was his defensive versatility, how he would get stuck down low. He has to play physically against Jonas Valanciunas the whole game. It's just, it's, it's a pain in the ass doing something like that. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. And then he's on the perimeter guarding the likes of Brandon Ingram on several possessions and holding his own, forcing Brandon Ingram to throw some of the slowest passes I've I've ever think I've seen in my life. He throws these cross-court passes that I've just felt were always up uh, in the air forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, I'm like, why can no one grab that? But but at the same time, like DeAndre Ayton, you know, in this game, I really wanted to, to note that he was very active on the glass and especially early. And he was grabbing those rebounds forcefully. And I need to see more of that from D.A. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad that that's what he does. Uh, and he, he he led the block party tonight, man. Four blocks is his season high tonight. To your point, nobody was getting anything uh, over him or around him. He was just swatting that shit out of the arena. And that's what you want to see from D.A. He hit a three pointer, which may which brings me to this question, Matthew. How many three pointers do you think he'll hit in this series?
0: He has to attempt more. I he passed up on another one later. It's like why, dude? Like you're you're just as good as JJJ over there in Memphis from shooting three. Maybe even better because we don't know. I feel like the straightaway three is his three. When it's there, shoot it. And it's is it? I was gonna ask you. Maybe he should. I think he should attempt at least three a game, and he'll probably make at least five or six. Maybe in the whole playoffs, I think just that much, just because it's a thing where it's like he's comfortable, but he's not gonna do it yet till maybe next season where he's just going to constantly shoot them. Um, but what was I going to ask you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay. So DA's attempts, I want to see him, but then also I don't remember what I was going to ask you. So go ahead. Well, what I think is, yeah, he should definitely a- attempt more three pointers
1: in this game or in this series, simply because they're going to be there for him. Like Jonas Valanciunas isn't going to a perimeter defender in any way, shape or form. So mm-hmm. they can ha- run the high screen roll action. And if they play any drop defense, you can have Da kick out to the side, and he'll he'll have wide open threes all all series long. Now, granted, if he doesn't make them, we're not going to get the rebounds, So you got to make sure that True. he makes them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. B dude in the chat says Valanciunas had twenty five rebounds tonight. and had nine, and that's the the only thing that troubles him. And I'll say this, you know, I, I'm not going to look at those numbers straight up and be like. I'm overly worried for DeAndre Ayton's sake. I'm worried about the team, and I think that the team yeah, rebound, again, thing. the fact that Jay Crowder and Cameron Johnson combined for two rebounds is it's something to be worried about, I would say. It's definitely something to be worried about. Yep. Think so? Okay. Lights.
0: Cameron. Action.
1: So Cam Johnson in this game uh, ends with a total of 13 points off the bench. He was five of six from the field, one of two from beyond the arc. And I think that that was something that was interesting in this game. He wasn't chucking up a bunch of threes. We know at the back end of the season, he was struggling after he returned from missing what 12 or 13 games. Mm -hmm. He was struggling shooting a three. And I think that he was really focused on defense tonight. Uh, He caught Brandon Ingram also a bunch and, you know, just to, kind of talk about Brandon Ingram. He ended the game with a total of 18 points on six of 17 shootings. So that's, that's a great effort by the Phoenix suns to say, okay, listen, CJ, we'll let him score 25, even though it took him 25 shots to do it. We'll, we'll let him score 25. Brandon Ingram is going to be the guy. We're not going to let score between Mikhail bridges and Cameron Johnson. They played some fantastic defense on him throughout the game.
0: Uh, how about that transition dunk, man? <sighs> that was savage. Yeah, he he just pulls it out of his arse all the time. It's like you know it's coming. Um I, I have I'm really confident in his threes always, but then I'm always confident going to each game that he's just gonna give us something spectacular to watch and just to watch over and over again on replay. Mm-hmm. Like his dunks are just insane. Um, but like his defense kind of led to like his three, his first three of the game where he was covered. I feel like I like his threes better than the other three for some reason when he's covered because i feel like he's just like i don't give a shit i'm gonna chuck this thing up and it usually goes in that's what yeah. we expect from him now uh so he hit that first one right after a great defensive play where he drew a foul on ingram got into his head a little bit ingram you could tell was really frustrated the double teams were always there cameron johnson jay crowder too like they just you know the way that um ingram is he just he'll shoot the ball from such an awkward angle, he makes everything so difficult for himself on those shots to where you just need to be in front of them. The double teams are nice, but he'll just make sure that he has the most awkward release, you know, from the fadeaway, whatever. And Cameron Johnson did a great job, but also offensively he's, he's great with the three, but there's just one thing though, man, I just need some help with the rebounds. Make, yes. make me proud, man. I, yes. I think, Cameron Johnson can be the guy at the end of games to really help secure the boards to help DeAndre to where we don't have to bring in Biombo or McGee. I think Cam can be that guy. He had a good offensive rebound tonight with the putback that really helped the Suns when they went cold in the third. Um, But we need more defensive rebounds. So if he can help with that, then maybe I'll buy his jersey. Just waiting on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Some of that defensive rebound to Cameron Johnson (laughs) to lock it up after an entire season.
1: What do you think of the fact that he was nominated as a sixth-man finalist. It's him, that was Kevin Love, and Tyler Hero. Yeah. I mean, of all the things that we've talked about on this podcast, we've talked about why Devin Booker is an MVP candidate and a potential MVP winner. We talk about Mikhail Bridges' Defensive Player of the Year, Coach Mont for uh, Coach of the Year. We've never really had a conversation about Cam Johnson be a sixth-man of the year, and then he's a finalist. So my question is, is he going to win it, or is this just a Tyler Hero award, and they just have Kevin Love and Cam Johnson uh just hanging out at the party.
0: It's it's Tyler Hero. And it's too bad because I feel like Cam will probably be a starter next year, maybe, depending on how the playoffs go. Um, I think this was his year to win if he were to stay healthy and like kind of mm-hmm. prolong the season to where he was just like Tyler Hero, putting up the stats like he was I just I think that Cameron Johnson for sure is a sixth man anywhere on any team. I think but he's a starter here in the Suns next year. Um, but it's it is super surprising because we never talked about it and I don't think I even thought about it and I, I shame on me for not even thinking about that this season the where he could be a six man of the year guy. I never brought it up once.
1: Yeah, me neither. And I just, once I saw that today, I was just like, wow, that's a, uh, okay. Yeah. We don't, we never yeah. talk about that, <laughs> you know, and even crazy. Luigi says in the chat, he's like, am I the only one surprised that Cameron Johnson was named a sixth man of the year finalist? No crazy Luigi. You're not. I'm right there with you. I'm like, I, I have no idea.
0: He wasn't even a three point contest uh contestant.
1: Yeah, well, you know, with his savage
0: dunks though, should be he be in the dunk contest? He should. If they're straightaway dunks from like the three point line, I'm there sure he can go. do one of those.
1: Well all, so so what he needs to do is for the dunk contest, is he just needs to have his dunk should just be where he shoves his nuts in the opposition's face while he's <laughs> dunking it, just over and over. Like that's what his that's what he does.
0: He can have like two or three heads lined up and just, no, 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 jam. Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm on. with it.
1: It's Jay Crowder. Tame, man, oh, <andez> pega- <sauce> so, talking about Jay Crowder, talking about Cameron Johnson, I think that the one thing, you know, we, we've mentioned it twice on the pod. I'll mention it one last time. They combine for a total of two rebounds. I think the best way for them to be effective is to crash the glass. And when you have Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas trying to go for a board, literally just throw a hip into his hip, like get a running start and just knock him off his spot. Because if you do that, you have a better chance of having DA grab the board and you negate Jonas Valanciunas from grabbing 25 boards.
0: Yeah. If you want a broken hip, <laughs> go right ahead. Uh, right, throw in his thigh, throw, take out a throw, knee. I don't know. Something like, out of them. You know, I like jump it when they into body. his arms and let him catch you. Yeah. Or so when they face these guys up, that's the best way to really kind of move them out of their spot. Um, I think Jay was just kind of a body tonight to really help um, defensively with Ingram at, at times. Uh, it's funny because, you know, I th- I saw in the comments earlier where Jay just had a, a horrible night. He was 0 for 4 tonight. Yeah. But As, as we always say, as I always say, it doesn't matter to me. I feel like he just helps out in other ways. It'd be nice to have his 3 down, but he'll have that game, and it might be next game where he goes 6 for 9 from 3. So yeah. I'm not worried about the 0-4 tonight because he's my favorite 0-4 guy out there in the
1: league. Well, and at the same time, yeah, and Jay Schneck says in the chat, you know, he played good defense on Ingram as well. He he was another one. You just got
0: to put that body on him, dude. The
1: the Suns got a ton of wide-open shots. Like, they got what they wanted. They just weren't necessarily knocking them down. I mean, you look at it, they ended up going 10 of 28 from beyond the arc, 35.7%. But you knock down two or three more of those, which were wide open. The majority of those 28 attempts were wide open. You knock down two or three more of those, and now they're winning by 15, 16, 17 points instead of just 11, you know, in the playoffs. So, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it's it's one of those things where we know that when we play, not everybody's going to have a stellar night. Right. Uh, Win or lose. Not everyone's going to have a stellar night. But that being said, it's these opportunities that are going to allow, you know, maybe Cam Johnson doesn't go off for 13 in the next game. But Jay Crowder, like you said, goes three of six from beyond the arc you just don't know. You know another guy who had some opportunities in this game, uh who really didn't play well and I'm really going to be interested to see how he adjusts moving forward, uh, was Cameron Payne.
0: Woo! Here comes the pain.
1: Yeah, here comes the pain. There went the pain. Uh not a great yeah. performance by him. One of six from the field tonight. Uh two total points, 0 for 3 from beyond the arc. He had a turnover as well. Campaign, I just think, needs to slow it down a little bit. He just needs to slow it down. I feel like he was trying to do just a little too much, a little outside of his shot group, if you will. And if he corrects that and lets the game kind of come to him, I feel like the excitement was there. He was ready to pop off, and he just couldn't execute tonight.
0: Yeah, he had the wide-open threes. He just couldn't knock them down. But also, too, like um, there was a fast-break opportunity that kind of slipped through his hands. It It did slip through his hands. It went out of bounds. and that kind of led to like kind of like a little bit of a slump for the sun's offense. You know, they're kind of on a roll. He grabbed that went out of bounds, but that was basically his old game. And like when he was trying too hard, it was when his threes weren't going down, then he tried to go to the rim. And it was during a time where we needed him to really help the sun's offense facilitate and make sure that other guys are being involved and that he can be the guy to get to the rim. But then when he tried to get to the rim, he kind of just threw it off the glass. It's kind of like, all right, so he, he was trying too hard right there but he needs to be the leader of the second team. I thought the second team when they came out in the first half they looked really really good except for him. Like the energy was there, but we know when Cameron Payne can be the facilitator, he can be the guy to get to the rim that makes it all that much better. And I I'm not worried about it. I think it's something that I like how like when he was messing up he wasn't really getting into his head and really like kind yes. of throwing his arms around, and shaking his head and all that stuff. He was kind of just like back into the game. That's what I like to see cuz I don't trust him when he gets that crazy about it where he gets into his own head. And you can just see it on TV where he's just throwing fits. I hate seeing that. So he needs to just make sure that next game, man, you got to bring it, but just just slow it down just a little bit. And his threes just weren't going. They're nice-looking shots. Dude. Yeah, they, they were they wide were, they open. They were wide open. Wide open.
1: You know. So, again, you're right. Uh, from a body language standpoint, the fact that he just wasn't putting his head down, wasn't getting overly frustrated, is a good sign. It was just a night where the, the shots weren't falling. If you want to talk about shots not falling, simply just talk to the – pelicans in this game man i mean they they ended the game uh shooting 37.9 percent from the field you know the suns were 53.8 so you know it's almost like he was a pelican tonight outside of that you know it's uh he'll he'll play better he'll be better it was just a a frustrating night for him uh shout out to cousin will drop 9.99 in the super chat he says one down campaign to go love it <laughs> love it um looking at the other side of what was going on tonight if you will the, the the pelicans you know what i do i hang out on their subreddit the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout so there i was not prepared to change my hat so i just put it on backwards
0: <laughs> i was waiting for the disguise that i forgot to, i forgot
1: to bring my disguise for this. all right next <laughs> time next time next time (laughs) so yeah for so subreddit stakeout for those of you who are new to the podcast what i do is during the game i'll kind of hang out on the opposing team's subreddit just to get a gist of what they're thinking what they're saying how they're perceiving the game and then i bring those highlights to you the jamsters on the sun's jam session podcast uh one of them says just playing like it's our first time in the playoffs which is for the majority of our guys which made me think to like last year right you know the phoenix suns last year when we started our playoff run was Jay Crowder the only guy who had had playoff experience outside of Chris Paul? I mean, yeah, yeah. it was those two guys, right?
0: Them and I think Sarich, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think he had some yeah. with Philly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something to, to remember that we're playing a team that has almost zero playoff experience. I mean, the fact that this was Brandon Ingram's first playoff
0: game. Isn't that crazy? That is not thats crazy, man. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. So just right now, but it makes sense. He got traded and the Lakers were shit when he was on there. So,
1: yeah. And he, and I think he was injured one time when they, when they were good. So uh let's see. Going to be a quick series. If we keep opening like this, yikes. Sun's offense is a symphony. Meanwhile, pells right now is CJ and Ingram di- dribbling for 20 seconds out on the wing. We need school. We need a scoring threat for Jackson Hayes. They don't respect him. On top of that, he's not even grabbing rebounds. Uh, Jackson Hayes did get the start at the the, uh, the four in this game. He ended playing just shy of 12 minutes. He was one for two from the field. He was he had four points and he was a negative 11. Jackson Hayes is the guy who got played completely played off of the uh, of the court tonight. Right.
0: Yeah, he did. And before when we did the preview, I talked about how he can be a guy that can have really good possessions like here or there, but then also he just kind of fades away. Like he, I think he drew like three fouls entering the, fir- the second half. Like he just, he does all these yeah. random things where it's yeah. like, oh, this guy is a pain in the ass. And then he just like drifts away. I don't know if they really started him as the four always, or they just did this against the Suns, but I always thought of him just as a backup to come in and be pesky and annoying. Uh, that's, I'm glad he got his minutes out of the way early and he really wasn't anything because he's a guy that I don't fear, but he's a guy that can really make it a game by his hustle, by his rebounding and stuff like that. So good for him to only playing uh, almost 12 minutes.
1: Well, you know, that was part of the thought process coming in is, well, we're going to get killed on the boards because Jackson Hayes is starting as well. And that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, he ended with one total rebound. So a guy who I don't know how much Willie green is going to start moving forward. Uh, another thing on the Pelican subreddit kind of feels like it's over before it started. Yeesh. Basketball points are scored by the ball going through the hoop. And we simply don't have the shooters to make that happen. 20% shooting is absolute gutter ball. And then they went on to say, Willie needs to shorten the rotation to eight starters plus Larry, Najee and Trey, no Devonte. So they, they were not a fan of Devonte Graham in new Orleans, just so you know. Okay. Are, are, are they like not shoot- at all? Okay. No, no. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And it's funny. Cause you're listening to, to Eddie Johnson talk on the broadcast about how he's you gotta watch out for Devontae Graham. And then like the Pellys fans were just just shows how much we know. Railing right? on. Yeah, shows how much we know. Our lack of shooting is really, really cooking us. Need uh need to make more plays to get Trey open shots. Would be dope if Trey could hit open threes and that ain't happening. Uh the face of McGee and Ayton looking like they 80 years old. True. Yeah. yeah,
0: I can see that. I mean, we knew that. First time I saw Aiden, I thought he was 80 years old. So <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: please let Zion play was one comment. Does Aiden ever miss? Play. Yeah, just just <laughs> let him play. So here, here's here's some fun stuff. Uh St. Peter's could have beat could beat us today. St. Peter's the team that made the march through the, the March Madness bracket this year. Here, here's some. Does Aiden ever miss? I've been told how Ayton has developed literally every area of his offensive game this past off season, the hook off season, mid range off season, threes off season. What's he going to do this summer? You know? So again, think about that, you know, to anybody who wants to give to, to rail on DA because he, you know, Chris Paul gave him a pass and he fumbled it out of bounds. Every other team wants DA because he's, yeah.
0: he's coachable
1: he's willing to play hard and he's willing to sacrifice for his team. And he adds things to his repertoire. So he,
0: he does, man, that, that hook shot he had when he, when he took the big V and, and he went across the lane, the little hook, yes, shot that the went little in. Hook. Yep. It just moments like that, just, but they show us how much better he can be. And it's scary to see stuff like that. It's like, dude, this guy has it all. He really does. As long as he has the confidence to really improve his game, He's gonna be unstoppable, and it's it, it's fun to see that stuff with the three in the hook shot, man. Coach Fallen Founder in the chat. Hopefully he
1: rebounds this summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work on that box true. out. And then there was the true. Jonas Valanciunas <laughs> talk. So, so what do you are right, so Jonas Valanciunas? What was his stat line
0: tonight, Matthew? It was uh, let's see, eighteen points and tw- only twenty five boards tonight. He was big defense so, tonight. So, so how do you feel like the Pelicans subreddit felt about him? Uh, they probably wanted him to do more. Make your fucking layups. Is that what they're saying? Yeah.
1: So no more (laughs) JV minutes. He sucks. I don't (laughs) think they were allowed to whistle when Jonas Valanciunas had the ball on offense. Remember that first, very first game of the season where Jonas Valanciunas was totally terrible. I was hoping that'd be the only game he played this bad. I'm so tired of watching Valanciunas. (laughs) I mean, they, just, they were railing on him the whole fucking game, man. And we're sitting there like, we got to be afraid of Yalichunas. He's being really physical. They, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the opposition's fans fucking hate this guy.
0: There you go. And yeah, then, of course... Then, go ahead, go ahead. No, go I was going to say, it's crazy because he did have the 25 boards, but I, I was thinking the same thing where he can't get the board and put the ball in the hoop mostly, and he wasn't getting any foul calls. So that's more frustrating than him getting the 25 boards. Question.
1: DA, best center, yes. sun center of all time from yeah. Brunist,
0: 92. Chris, I Paul, best, Chris Paul, best point guard. Uh, wow. <laughs> Devin Booker, best shooting guard. DA, best center. Wow. For sure. Yeah, it's like that.
1: CP3 playing like we did something to him. Stupid CP is so good, still. And then Graham <laughs> was doing fine on CP3. Can we just stick to what was working? So... So there you go. That's, you know, that's how they were perceiving it over on the subreddit for the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, Chris Paul was a member of the New Orleans Hornets for quite some time. And definitely you you have a big uh, chunk and sect of fans over there who still love and respect him. And the fact that he's doing what he's doing at 37 years old is just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, we'll hear it for the next three years, how old he is and how good he is. So, yeah, he's it, I guess. I if guess. you're not. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if uh, you're not Pel- already.
1: Pelicans notes. Um, I've heard of push off P. How about push off Jonas Valanciunas?
0: Push off JV, huh? Dude, all the time all the time was pushing off but da was so he was like under the basket every time though so i mean if he was out a little bit further and actually boxed him out and then there was a push they would call the foul every time yes. It's just weird da's spots on the floor were not great for the for officiating i don't i think that's that needs to change next game then he'll get the calls for sure but to that point three of 24 in the
1: paint in the first half for the pelicans unbelievable yeah unbelievable nasty, huh unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable so uh it'll be interesting i I think we have the same one on this
0: jam star of the game
1: all right Jamsters, a reminder to subscribe rate and review let us know who your jam star of the game is in the chat if you happen to be watching along live and hit that thumbs up button while you're here as well it helps with the algorithms lets everybody know where the best post-game pod on planet orange is Matthew, are you dishing out your jam star of the game to one Chris Paul?
0: No, I'm gonna go DA. I'm gonna go DA for sure. Um, I, Chris Paul was amazing tonight, but the reason I choose DA, and I'm gonna get hate like always. I just I wanted to see it tonight for sure. I wanted to see that he's playoff ready. He made sure the whole game that he held down defensively. Chris Paul ended the game for the Suns for sure. I just think that what DA did defensively was very, very special. And I think offensively too, he made everything that Chris Paul gave to him except for that one. And he even got a pat on the head after that three point he make did. from did Chris Paul. I've never <laughs> that seen great. that before in any game where he get where a player gets a pat on the head for making a shot. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. So he gets jammed start of the game.
1: Yeah, I, I can respect that. Uh, especially after you know the way that he executed that defense throughout the game, it, it was huge. Uh, but I'm agreeing with the majority of the Jamsters. I mean, they're giving out to CP3, and I agree with that. I mean, what he did in that fourth quarter was just special. I mean, yeah. bottom line, that team was at that point where they were letting the lead slip away. It got down to six, and you were you could see that CJ McCollum was starting to go off. And when CJ McCollum starts to go off and goes nuclear, that's one of my fears with this team is you have two players who can really do that, right? Brandon Ingram can do that. And CJ McCollum can do that. And if CJ McCollum starts doing it and it's like a six point game, that's that, that could be scary because he could put 10 j- just like CP did to them. Mm-hmm. That's what c- that CJ can do to you. And the fact that he could go blow for blow hitting three, I mean, I think he had three threes in the fourth and, layups i mean he hit him with the entire repertoire it was unbelievable to see him execute in that fourth quarter the way that he did and again devin booker letting him cook the way that he did it was just fantastic 30 and 10 from the point god tonight that's easily my jam star of the game uh, before we get into game two adjustments i did want to talk about some of the other things going on in the playoffs thoughts um brains So Matthew, obviously the playoffs have begun. It was a fantastic weekend of basketball. I love this shit more than I love, uh, you know, March Madness or anything. I just I love playoff basketball so much, and I literally spent all day yesterday watching it and the majority of today. uh, What what is one thing? What's your big surprise from this weekend? What What's one thing that you're like? Whoa, WTF?
0: Oh well, the big WTF moment was. Man, the injury, and I always forget his name, to the Toronto Raptors rookie. And forgive me. Scotty Barnes. uh, Scotty Barnes. I don't know why I can never remember his name, but that injury was really sucky. Um, I know the Sixers won, and they're probably going to win the series now with Scotty Barnes out. He is that valuable to that team. Um, But the Sixers win was big just because I picked him to win the finals. So I'm like, game one, that's all that matters, right? Game one, <laughs> it's over. I'm making your bets. It's over. Uh, but a lot of what you can take away from uh, the game ones going on the last two days is nothing, really. Honestly, for me, it's a lot of feel. Even like the Suns game tonight, it's we will go into the adjustments next game, but you can't really take too much because it's a feel-out game for everybody, mm-hmm. really. Um, some series, like even tonight with the Bucks having a hard time with the Bulls, I was just like, you know what? It's not going to be like that the rest of the series. The Bulls gave them everything they could tonight. And I think that's all they really had. And the Bucks still won that kind of game. So expect the sweep there. Um, but the big thing for me is just the Sixers winning and then that injury to Scotty Barnes. That That's a big blow, dude. No, it really is uh, for the Toronto Raptors. And I think for me,
1: you know, it was a couple things. One, that Jason Tatum shot and the way that the Celtics ended that game against the Nets. I thought that was absolutely huge. For that them. was awesome. It, it was fantastic.
0: I was actually shopping at Fry's and I had it on my phone uh, when, that, <laughs> when that occurred. Do they have in the, in the a little holder for your phones? Because I was at Target. I was doing the same thing yesterday where they had the holder. You put your phone in there. It's nice at Target because they have the holder. At Fry's, what you have to do is you have to buy
1: eggs. okay yeah. Oh, and then you, yeah, then you put it in the crease. <laughs> yeah, you put it in the crease. of You put your phone okay. in the crease of the eggs. <laughs> and then you walk around and you just try not to scramble them. But I watched that one. that I thought that was fantastic. Kyrie Irving being kind of a B at the end of it all, you know, he's flipping the crowd off and I love you know, that. He's I thought doing that the, kind was kind of the behind the awesome. back flip offs. And, you know, the I it was crowd wanted it. Oh, of course. And they're going to be even <laughs> yeah. worse to him on Dude, the next awesome. game. You know I mean? It's just, it, it's a great story, right? I mean, that's just the narrative in that series, how he played for Boston. It wasn't the prettiest exit. And now he's playing for the, the Brooklyn nets and the crowds yelling at him as only Boston crowds can do. Uh, It's just the only crappy thing is, you know, you and I both listen to Bill Simmons pretty exclusively. And I I really think that now I just got to hear about Jason Tatum for the the fucking 30 for 30 minutes to start off the next pod.
0: Rough game for him, kind of, though. There were certain situations where he kind of almost blew up, but then he got the big shot. So that's all that matters.
1: (laughs) Yep, exactly. And if he (laughs) imagine if he missed that. Uh, The other thing was, you know, again, you can't take too much in game one, right? Because they're all seven game series. But it was interesting Mm -hmm. to see the timberwolves come out and actually beat the grizzlies uh by 13 yeah. points you know 130 to 117 they beat them john morant had 32 points eight assists but defensively they just couldn't lock it down obviously it's not going to be it, it's not going to be like this uh, big upset from the timberwolves right i really yeah. think yeah and, and as divine intention says in the chat anthony edwards was a beast and it was that was his first game and he had 30 something points 36 points if i remember correctly Minnesota has those that offensive firepower. That's why I said, you know, one of the, the challenges with playing that team is you got three guys who can score forty points on you on a given night, and that's that's a lot, and that that can really add up. And in a playoff environment, that could be really something that's hard to overcome. I think that Memphis is going to lick their wounds, if you will, and I, I bet you they come out, they beat Minnesota in the next game. Are there too much there, more
0: rant? Or no, too oh, much yeah. towards the end. Like it's just too much. The Ewing theory, maybe. Yeah, with yeah. that team. <laughs> I mean, the they, ball, the ball stopped loses, moving. The ball stopped
1: moving. I hate the that man.
0: He has to learn to move the ball more. I didn't yeah. think he was that kind of player. Um, I think he'll do better next game. He can't keep going to the rim every single play. Like you got to spread it out. That team won a lot of games, sixteen games without you. So exactly, and you have to you have to have faith in them.
1: Yeah. And is there any team that lost in game one that you feel will win game two? Like, I feel the Grizzlies will win game two. Oh, I
0: think the net, the Nets for sure will win game two.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. I'll tell you another thing that was just really annoying was watching the Warriors-Nuggets game. And Doris Burke, like, she, she ran out of words. She wanted to blow the Warriors oh, so much. She didn't know what else oh, to say. She was just like, this, this, yeah. this team, it's like, they're the fucking Nuggets. Here we go. The Nuggets are shit. They're the one team that anybody wants to play because everybody's injured on that team. Uh Jokic just looks gassed at the end of the game because he has to carry this team. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and say how amazing the Warriors are. You know, it, it it's like sitting there. I don't
0: know. Fuck them. It sucks because the Warriors played the way that everyone wants them to. Right? I know Curry kind of struggled early. Uh, Jordan Poole is just—he's the—he's the the second coming. He's just—he's the the guy that's going to take all these guys' places, and it's scary to watch because before the with the preview, I talked about how if Golden State Warriors can have all three of those guys on the court, it's going to be tough. A lot of people are going to choose them over the Suns. It's Mm going to be a thing, and it's going to be hard to watch. I had a hard time watching it just because I don't want to hear about it and I don't want to see it. So the Suns have to face them in the Western Conference Finals. And I don't know if they stay healthy, dude, it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be fun. I want that team in the final in the West yes. finals, just so we can just shut everybody up. Yes. You know what I mean? Just so we can just end their run and be done. And the just Suns so are the better the team. All the Warriors the fans
1: can come into our live stream and tell us how horrible we are when we beat them. Yes, it'll be great. It'll be great. All right, looking at game two, it's going to be on Tuesday night. Make sure to come right back here and hang out with the Suns Jam Session podcast. Game two adjustments, is there anything that you saw in this game that you feel the Suns can take advantage of, that the Pelicans can take advantage of? What adjustments are going to occur in this game?
0: You know what, I want to say rebounding, but I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I don't want the Suns to adjust their lineups. I don't want them to start Bismack or start you know, just start McGee out there with Aiden or something crazy like that. I don't think that's going to fix it. I think you just adjust as the game goes along. If it is continued to issue, if it is a continued issue, then you can go to a lineup like that. Um, I don't think there's too much. I think it's like, who's going to close the game next game. Is it going to be Booker, Chris Paul, or even Mikael Bridges? Cause Mikael Bridges has mm-hmm. some sneaky, good baskets tonight mm-hmm. to end the game. Could he be the next guy to end the next game? Uh, tough, Mikael Bridges was a tough mother effer out there tonight in the fourth quarter. Like, I would not want to mess with that. He was tough the whole game, dude. He, yeah, I know, but like his, he just was blowing off steam. He was making sure that he was pumping his chest out, making sure that, yeah, I loved it, dude. And he almost had that big dunk. Was it on Big V? I think it was on Big V. He almost had that huge dunk. Um, I just, I'm gonna see, we're gonna see a lot of the same stuff. I think we are. I just don't know about the rebounding though.
1: Well, I think obviously the big thing that's gonna happen are the adjustments that the Pelicans make. Because they're going to look at some footage and they're going to see what the Suns did to take the Pelicans out of their de- defensive game plan. Okay. They saw the, the double back screens by the Suns to free up Devin Booker to get Brandon Ingram and his length off of Devin Booker. So they're going to come up with some sort of plan against that. A couple adjustments I could see the Suns making. One, there was a lot of minutes tonight where Cameron Johnson was being guarded by avocado like we need to take advantage of that size mismatch mismatch. Mm -hmm. Like if that occurs, Cameron Johnson needs to get down on the block and just try to post him up and then see what happens off of that action. Right. If it's a collapsing defensive action, then it's a a whip out and two passes. Then boom, it's, it's a three or, or another easier shot. Uh, But also I think McKell bridge, you know, he saw a night offensively four of nine from the field, 11 points in 38 minutes. He also had five rebounds and three assists uh, and a couple block shots as well. He had that one, block that it was ended up being a jump ball with Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, he was really, he was displaying all the reasons why he is a defensive player of the year candidate and should win it. Right. I think that's how he ended the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he ended the game. I think that his offensive uh, contribution next game will be greater because I really feel like they're going to try some more things to try to take Devin Booker and uh, uh, Chris Paul out of, their flow of the game. I mean, they tried it all night long. They were full court pressing CP the entire time with Herb Jones, with avocado, with anybody they could and it didn't really affect Chris Paul. So he they might it. go to a three quarter <laughs> or a half. Yeah, he does. You're right. You said it for the series preview. He loves that shit. And he took mm-hmm. advantage of it consistently. They might do like a pickup at half court thing. And Mikhail bridge is going to be the one who benefits from that. I really think so. So those would be interesting to see a couple adjustments. Uh, Walter Lazo asks in the chat, do you think we can sweep this series? Matthew. I did choose a sweep, and I'm still sticking with it. All right. Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, I said Suns in five, and uh, for now, I'll stick with it. For now, I'll All right. stick with it. All right. So we'll see. Uh, anything that we missed from your notes, Matthew? Before we Let go ahead go. and get out of here, I
0: had a ton of notes, dude. Let me see. I know. Uh, me too. I know someone <laughs> didn't actually mention uh, McGee. McGee was awesome in the first half. Oh yeah, he was blocking shots.
1: Double O McGee. I like straight up cut you off to get that drop in there. And for that, I don't apologize. Peace be with you.
0: He was straight up blocking shots left or right. I, I, I love that, you know, the energy he had. If Cameron Payne could have matched his energy, it would have been a different kind of game, I feel like, because that second unit would have been led by him. But McGee was ready. He was just ready for He couldn't wait all season long to do this and win another championship with another team. Um, but he was amazing tonight, man. I just don't know what else to say. I think he played very, very well. And his hustle, too. I'm making sure that he could kind of, I don't, he had the block and then he turned around to try to get another block, but it was a a shot to turns. I don't think it, I don't think it really check marked as a, uh, as a block towards the end, but it was something where he just seemed like he's when (laughs) he just seemed like when he was under in the paint and he's just like, I'm going to block this shit. The guy tried to post through him and it was not going to happen, man. So I love having that guy to back up DA. This is exciting to have him in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And that might be another adjustment. As I mentioned earlier, is you might see stints where Bismack comes out there either with or without McGee, but he might come out there, uh, just in an effort to try to snack some more boards and provide some size on the interior. So, uh, good notes, Matthew, good notes. Thank you. All right. Of course. Well, on that note, Jamsters, we'll go ahead. And we'll wrap this thing up. Thank you for joining us and hanging out after the sun's defeat, the new Orleans Pelicans by a final score of 111 to or i'm sorry 110 to 99 we'll be back live on tuesday following game two against those pesky pelicans once again subscribe rate and review if you happen to be listen to this on apple podcasts and you know you're like you know what i want to go ahead and give this a review go ahead give us five stars if you write a review we'll read it right here on the podcast uh, we do have a new one from Bailey Lyons. It says, great, sh- great listen, great show, consistent and entertaining. So thank you for that review on thank Apple you. Podcast Bailey Lyons. We truly appreciate that. Uh, hit the thumbs up button while you're here. Subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Everyone have a fantastic evening. Go home and love your family.